And welcome to Absolved Ambient, the show whose highlight is having the host's 16-year-old daughter co-host. Oh, heaven help us. <laughs> this is your host, Brom French. If you want to reach me, you can reach me at bromfrench at mail.com or 210-854-8029. Send me a text, send me an email, give me a call. I love feeling important, and I'm probably too important to talk to you. So, uh, <laughs> just a joke, just a joke. I do have my daughter here with me, my 16-year-old daughter, Brianna. She and I are going to be going over the debate. If you listened to our podcast yesterday, you heard our announcement that today we are going to uh, give a recap of the Republican debate from yesterday, the first tier and second tier. Brianna, it's great to have you with us. How are you? I'm I'm good. All right. <laughs> Fantastic. Wise words. <laughs> Wise words. So uh, let's get right into this. Um, is there anybody that for you uh, stood out, Brianna? Um, in a negative or a positive way. Either or. Um, Rand Paul always stands out positive for me i don't care if he if you know if the debate was a good time for him because i know a lot of people were saying that he kind of fell flat in last night's debate but for me knowing him outside of the debate knowing him quote unquote uh I just really love him, so he always stands out to me. Okay. Right. The love of my life. <laughs> and then, politically, you know, huh? Politically, the love of my life. And uh, Donald Trump is the ultimate negative for me. Well, besides, like, Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton, but obviously they weren't debating. But <laughs> Donald Trump in the Republican Party is the enemy, and we need to exterminate <laughs> Just weed him out. All right. Let me give you some of my points on uh, Paul. I I do agree uh, with most of Paul's views, um, but he seems to need a little help on his delivery or delivering them. I, he doesn't have a very good uh, disposition when it comes to, in the debate, delivering his views, um, at least in comparison to some of the others that seem to be a little more charismatic. I think he shot himself in the foot by attacking Trump in the first debate. I think if he would have stayed away from the negative uh, in attacking his own, that might have helped a little bit. But also there is the it adds because there are so many people. There are a lot of people that love Donald Trump, but there are just as many, if not more, people who hate Donald Trump. Unfortunately, though, that gives him more, you know, attention. Yeah. But um, there are people who are like, oh, he's attacking Donald Trump. He's one of us. <laughs> he also hates him. So. So, now, Trump, I, from what I gather from in watching the debate, he got booed uh, a few different times at different intervals. I believe we may be seeing the end of Trump's rise. He's in the 30s in uh, most polls, but I believe we may be seeing the end of that. He got booed a few times for attacking some of the other candidates. And uh, one of the things, my biggest boo isn't attacking the candidate. Some of that, I think, is just good WWE wrestling <laughs> politics. <laughs> but part that I personally would boom for is he wants to uh, raise taxes on those uh, on our higher earners. Our higher earners are the ones that give us jobs. Why would we want to tax our employer, the one that's going to help us get out of our dilemma financially? 
Not to mention, Donald Trump doesn't introduce any idea for policy. He talks a lot of big game about money, but he never tries to introduce any idea for a policy. He just talks about, oh, I can make us great again. Okay, how? How are you going to implement that? He's just a lot of talk, and he doesn't put into action anything. Okay. Uh, all right, so let's go on. What do you think of uh, uh, Fiorina? Um, for one thing, I didn't really know who she was until really the debate, but uh, – I like that she call, she's the one that called out Trump on the fact that he doesn't introduce any policy. She was like, yeah, but what are you going to do when you get into office? Because you don't have any idea what you want to do. All you're saying is you can help us be great again. And she did the whole thing. But she's also pro-life, which is good. She, well, it's great. Um, but I, I really think that, that if we have a female president... Because I think the reason we haven't had a female president is not because we're a sexist nation, per se. I think it's more because we haven't had any candidates run that can two, rub two brain cells together. <laughs> so, oh, I must say I enjoy that. Now, I will tell you one of the things that Fiorina – I can never pronounce her name right. One of the things that she would said where she got Trump really well – I remember – I don't know if you caught this or not, but she was going after – Trump had just told Bush that um, he directly quoted him. And thought he had him in the clincher. Mm -hmm. And then they went and, and Bush tried to wiggle out and Trump wouldn't let him saying, those are your words. And so then they turned to her and asked her about what Trump had said about her. Mm -hmm. If you'd heard Trump yeah, said that she was ugly. Right. And nobody would want to look at her. Why would anybody want to look at her? That's what office? it's all about, folks. <laughs> well, the funny thing is then when they turned to her, she just she said, well, Trump just said that, uh, you know, your words stand for themselves. So, so Trump could not back out of it, although he tried to turn around and say, oh, she's pretty and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, he tried to redeem himself, cover his tracks, which right. makes me think he's definitely not who he wants people to be. Now, Fiorina, she was very strong in pro-life. I loved mm -hmm. that. Uh, she was passionate about it. Not just was she strong in it, but she was passionate about it. All right, so let's, let's hit a few others. Um, do you have any thoughts on Marco Rubio? Um, Marco Rubio... Also, and it always comes back to this for me, called out Trump, but he called him out on the fact that Trump's talking about everything is in the future. He's talking about like, oh, well, six months from now. Oh, well, and he's like, what are you going to do when you get into office on the first day? Yeah. He's like, I want to see what you're going to be doing from the first day in office. You can't just wait six months. You can't just wait a year. The American people want you to act as soon as you're in. And what are you going to do? Because from what you're saying, it's all about the future for you. What about now? What about when you're elected? Good point. Good point. Rubio, I, I think he had a pretty good showing. Now, Bush, on the other hand, I think Bush's showing mainly was two different things. I'm not my dad or my brother mm -hmm. and don't knock them. Don't tear yeah, them down. That's what I wrote. He's trying way too hard to be separate from from George and, and in the George. process, making himself very similar to George. <laughs> George and George, right? Mm -hmm. uh, now, Christy, I don't, personally, I, I say he had a pretty good night, um, but I'm not sure it was good enough to pull him out of the pack. I, for one, it was just annoying to me that everything was about New Jersey, not what he was going to be doing. It's like, in New Jersey, we're we're doing this, and look how great we are. I also don't like the idea that he's going to enforce federal law or whatever on uh, legalizing marijuana. He doesn't want that, and he wants to enforce federal law and arrest people, which uh, 
I think Rand was the one that came back at that and said, that's what you want to do. You want to put, you complain that we don't have enough jobs, but the people that would be getting these jobs, you're putting in jail for, right, for drugs. For I drugs. Gotcha. I gotcha. Um, but other than that, he did make some good points on the war on terrorism. And I didn't like that I liked it because I don't like Chris Christie very much. <laughs> but he did make some good points. Now, for me, uh, Kasich, I think he was basically just a bunch of mush. Yeah. He just didn't do anything to make himself stand out one way or the other. I, w I was not impressed. Um, I tell you what, let's go. Uh, well, before we do that, what, what do you think about Walker? I'd, I'd say he had a good opener. He had a good start, but kind of dwindled right after that. Um, I think it's important to be assertive. And when it comes, especially when it comes to holding an office or attempting to uh, gain an office, I think it's important that you're assertive. Obviously not as assertive maybe as Trump, but there should be uh, a definite line of I'm willing to take control of this so that I get my name out there. If you're just too polite about it, granted they do act like children in those debates, like speaking over each other <laughs> constantly. Yeah. But he wasn't assertive enough to dominate, and I think that uh, it definitely fell for fell flat for him because of it. I got gotcha. you. Okay, now let's uh, go to Carson. Carson, me personally, I think he held his own and he was calm and steady. But he did say one thing. He lost my vote with this one thing. He wants to raise the minimum wage. Everyone who wants to wait, uh, raise the minimum wage, I find to be someone who has no clear understanding of how economy works. Like, if you if you raise prices at – or if you – like, if you raise the minimum wage at McDonald's, to $15, which is just idiotic to me. I thought it was a joke when I first heard it. Um, if you do that, they're going to have to raise the prices at McDonald's. And right now, McDonald's kind of caters to the lower class or lower middle class, which then it won't be able to do. So now the people who would be getting the people are getting this job, but they have no business. <laughs> because no one's buying their food. Yeah, let's get really low quality food for really high prices. That's what America wants. I don't so anyone who believes that kind of loses a bit of my respect. But he was the only one in the polls that managed to beat Trump one-on-one. -on -one. Very true, very true. Mike Huckabee, I think he did a great job coming out of the box. Again, he turns around and refers to all of the candidates as the A-team. The A-team. And we Trump have has their Mr. T. They, they've got their Mr. T in Trump. And he also had very good uh, statements about Kim Davis and her stance. And, of course, you know, he went and helped get her out of jail. Um, what are your thoughts on Huckabee? Um, I think that it's important that he, even though it may not be a popular opinion, I do think it's important for him to stand for uh, his beliefs, even though he's running for office, which was a very controversial thing for him to do to help Kim Davis at all, yeah. especially when running for such an important office. Right. So I think it says a lot about his character that he didn't change his views and he did not help her uh, just because he's in the spotlight right now. Okay, okay. Now what about Ted Cruz? What are your thoughts on him and his uh, standing last night? I think Cruz definitely makes some good points, but they're kind of few and far between, and he just he doesn't have a lot of energy in the things he does, so it tends to fall flat, and you're like, oh, yeah, I don't remember anything Cruz said last night. I really can't remember anything <laughs> he said, and I love him. He's, he has some great views when he says them. Right, right. And when they're powerful enough to get across, but he's just really low energy, so it's hard for me to. All right, so now we're going to go to the second tier or the first tier, depending on how you look at it. 
Uh, Rick Santorum, what are your thoughts on him? Rick Santorum, again, the minimum wage thing. Um, he, once again, someone who doesn't understand how the economy works is definitely not someone that I want as a president. Yeah. Now, he did have some good, uh, strong stance on Kim Davis' situation as well. I appreciate that. Strong on family values. But I would agree with you. Financially, in the economy, wanting to raise a minimum wage will help nobody. I would agree. Uh, Senator Graham, what are your thoughts on him? Um, well, he wants to put troops in Syria, which I think is not very smart. I understand the war on ISIS, but I find myself to be a bit of an isolationist. I, I don't want to get involved in a war unless we have to, and I understand that maybe we have to, but I don't think we should send them there. I think... We deal with them here. I don't think we should leave and send our troops to them. They're coming here. Why not fight them here? I think is what we <laughs> need to do. They're coming either way. Might as well fight them here. Oh, this is this is uh, this is bless me. This is pretty funny. You've got to be one of the only uh, commentators I've ever heard in my life that says, "Hey, let's fight." extreme terrorists here instead of there. Well, I, they're coming here. Well, I won't argue. Okay, let's, let's go on. Uh, let's talk about Pataki. What are your views on him and how what a job he did? I have, like, zero clues who he is. <laughs> Pataki is a former governor of New York State. Now, I will tell you some of the things. He said uh, he suggested the firing of the elected official, Kim Davis, because she refused to issue the gay licenses. I find that interesting because you would think as a former governor, he would know you cannot just fire an elected official. That shows me the guy is a moron <laughs> and uh, never should have been governor and definitely shouldn't be president because he doesn't know the first thing about uh, elected office. You could pull Donald Trump and make fun of his last name too. <laughs> That's right. Pataki. Same difference. Kind of a name is that. <laughs> and so now Bobby Jindal, uh, governor, former governor of uh, Louisiana. Do you have any thoughts on him? Um, I believe, okay. Anyone who has, uh, I don't want to say the moxie. I don't know why that comes to mind, but just who has um, enough bravery, courage to come right out and attack his own kind that are in Congress is someone that's definitely worthy of respect, whether they're worthy of presidential office, I don't really know, but anyone who says, like, who's willing to admit, like, my own uh, political party has zero backbone in Congress, anyone who's willing to admit that is worthy of some respect. True. I would say that overall in the first tier debate that he was the... Uh the best candidate in the in the first year. He did the best job in debating. He would have to be the overall winner in that mm -hmm. first one. And uh, he did say that he wished Republicans could be more like Democrats um, with having a backbone. Um, I'm paraphrasing here that that's basically what he had said. And uh, so do you have an overall, you say Paul is your winner and Trump is your loser? Well, I wouldn't say Paul is the winner of the debate. Paul's the winner in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Trump is the eternal loser. And uh, I, I think Fior uh, Fiorina. Fiorina, goodness gracious, is probably the winner in, to me because she definitely is going to rise based on the things that she said. I got you. Oh, and uh, we do have one other 
uh, we've got my son here and he wanted to give his view on the debate last night. Son, what do you have to say? It was horrible and no one liked it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all so much for listening and we will talk to you later. Will someone shut that man up? Never! Never!